Let's pull them in. Man, we wanted to say thank you before they get going. We wanted to say thank you to the Origins family, too, for being so incredibly generous. Um, there, should be, there should be enough chairs. You might have to pull one down from the end. Uh, thank you so much for your generosity. Um, aside from deposits, that's all everybody had to pay. And so there were contributions that came in from all over the place. The Origins family was incredibly generous. Um, and it wasn't a cheap trip. And so uh, your generosity is, is noticed, it's appreciated, and it's pretty amazing too. Thank you guys for helping us raise so much uh, to get them there. Uh, I'm going to pass the microphone to my wife, and I'm, nope, this end? Who, who's going first? Oh, you want Taylor? Okay, well, all right. Yeah, uh, make sure you tell these guys thank you for going this week. Look forward to hearing everything that they have to say. Uh, I'm going to pray for them real quick, and then we'll pass the mic off, and we'll go. God, we thank you for the experience of our team and what they got to see and hear, but most importantly, that they got to experience you um, as they were the hands and feet of you, God, your mission agents, uh, to go and to share your love in word and in deed. Um, and God, we know that it was good for the people of Kakapek, but we also know that it was amazing for these 12, uh, what they got to experience. God, thank you that uh, your exchange, your supernatural exchange is always uh, two ways. It's what we give, but it's also what we receive from you in the process. Um, God, we just, we praise you for that. Thank you for the words. Amen. All right. I did not expect to go first, but <laughs> it'll work. Um, so this was my first, like, mission trip out of the country, and it absolutely just rocked my world. Um, the first day we are com coming into Kakipek, we upon or come across this truck and a whole bunch of people that the truck is down the side of the mountain and so all these people are gathered together trying to pull this truck up the mountain it's like so we're on the road and then it just drops off it's almost a cliff essentially and just the community there that they like they weren't taking videos they weren't um like they weren't trying to document what's happening they were just volunteering to help like they were like how can I help get this truck up off the mountain and so that was a huge takeaway from the first day for me is the community that we need to have and just just to be together and in the moment and present in the moment um, and it was kind of crazy we had 12 people going and that night I was talking in debrief about how Jesus had 12 disciples, and ironically, we had 12 that went. So just having that community to do life together, to do, um, like, to grow, like, God did not intend for us to do, to, to be Christian alone. And so to do that and to see that in action in the community was absolutely incredible. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was the kids on this trip. The language barrier was real. Like, I thought it was just going to be Spanish, but it was not. It was Quechi. And so that I can speak a little bit of Spanish, but not a whole lot. But I could communicate with the kids. I, I could ask them, hey, do you want to go play soccer? Like, so we went and played soccer because that was one of the only things I could ask. And they loved to play soccer. <laughs> so, so it was really fun to do. And just watching the, the kids and just watching them roam the village. And they would follow you everywhere you went. Um, to just being able to see those kids and watch how grateful they were just to, for somebody to go play soccer with them was absolutely incredible. I work at a summer camp, um, I'm a camp director, and 
dealing with kids all the time, and the kids that we have here are so, some of them at our camp are so entitled. They feel like they deserve everything. Um, like, they don't want to be outside and go play. Like, they want to be back in and play on their tablet or whatever. And these kids were just so thankful to have somebody to play soccer with. And just to see that and to experience was, it changed my life. And I want to, when I go back to camp and, and see those kids and talk to them, I want to express and I want to share about what these kids experience and how little that they have, but how grateful they are for everything. I'm, I'm trying not to take everything, so y'all can have stuff to share. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, for, I'll just stay, stay on the kids because there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, my heart is with children and kids just because I've grown up going to camp and I'm now a camp director. I work, work with kids every day. So going and being in the village with these children was phenomenal. And there's one, um, one sponsor home that we went to that, or sponsor child that we went to, that their family did not have much. But they brought us out a whole lunch. It was tortillas with black beans in it. It had tortillas with carnitas. It had um, this cocoa drink. And it was incredible, but you could tell they just didn't have much. And so to be super thankful for them and that family and those children there. Um, and the very last day we were in Kakipek, we, um, we were doing some dental work. And there were just some kids out playing soccer. So, hey, I really want to go play soccer with these kids. But our translator, or our interpreter, our guide on the trip was like, I would really prefer that an interpreter go with you. So I said, oh, okay. But the more and more I watched those kids, I was like, I need to be down there. So I just up and left. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I'm, yeah, I was like, I was like, these, these kids are down there playing and I need to be down there. So I'm. I went, and then I got back, and the interpreter didn't say anything. But later, she was like, thank you for not listening to me. She said, I'm so glad that you did go down there and played with those children because they need that. Um, so she was, so I was kind of worried about getting in trouble a little bit, but it was not a big deal at all. She was super thankful. Um, but, yeah, so my biggest takeaway from the trip is just to – be present in the moment. With all these children, um, like we had five days there, and I still don't feel like I spent enough time with them. Um, so just, um, let's see, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, all of you, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, um, and you will find rest for yourselves. So with all these kids... Um, and how exhausting it was hiking and playing with these children. I needed to know that I find rest in him. Like, I didn't need to take a break. Like, I, I needed to be there and present with the children because that's what they are. They just wanted to be there and be, be with you. Like, they didn't care what we were doing. They just gathered around. And there's a picture. We'll scroll through the screen at some point. Um, we were playing Frisbee, and it was like the very last thing we did, and a couple of the girls asked to take a picture. I said, okay. So I knelt down beside them, and we started to take a picture, and then 20, 30 kids just start piling on to take, they wanted to just to be a part, and 
for that to be the last experience and then just to almost be ripped away from them, just, man, it just left like so much of my heart there. Um, and the, the, the day after, I was journaling. Um, I said, my heart is so full, I don't want to leave. God, I know you sent me here to see and love on these kids, but I need to do more for this village. What can I do? I don't want to miss it. I need you to show me. So that's my prayer. I don't know what God's calling me to, and we just got back. So I know in time it'll come, but, yeah, so that's my prayer, just to be present and in the moment and just to be obedient in whatever he's calling to. Uh, I am also glad that he did not get in trouble because I said I will text you (laughs) when we're about to finish so that we can go under the radar. Um, So I'm glad he was able to do that. Um, My main, I didn't have any expectations going into this. I've never been on a mission trip before. Um, And so I just didn't know what to expect. I had, had no expectations whatsoever. So I was just along for the ride. Um, and I have kind of three takeaways if I remember them as I go. Um, the generosity is out of this world with these people. They live, even the nicest of homes is like a poverty home in America. Um, so a cement floor is riches there versus a dirt floor. Um, and the kid that, um, Taylor was talking about, his, um, his dad passed away in 2020 of asthma, and his brother passed away four years ago, and they sold everything to get him treatment, and he still did not survive. And so that makes Kip's sponsor child 13 years old, the man of the house, um, but yet they still served us carnitas and tortillas and all of this stuff. Um, so that was humbling. And then for my show-and-tell item, <laughs> my kid gave me this vase Um, And I will cherish it forever because they don't have a lot at all. And they just wanted to give me a gift. And and they brought out cocoa drink and everything like that. And so they have nothing. And I just thought the whole trip, wow, I'm so selfish. Um, You know, I'm not nearly as giving as they are. They'd give everything for for anybody. Um, And that's very apparent. So that was my first takeaway. Um, My second takeaway is just how many things I have to be thankful for that I didn't even know, like a mom to tell me to brush my teeth um, or, like, lady products. They don't have those. Um, And so, like, sometimes we get caught up in our daily lives of, like, wow, this two years has been so hard. But I don't have anything to be thankful for, but I really, really do. Um, So that that was my second takeaway. Um, I don't cry in public, so I'm <laughs> very uncomfortable. Um, um, and then the third thing is not even really something to do with the, the village. It's just the community we have at Origins is so amazing. Um, we've been at other churches since we've moved to Greenville, and it's not been good experiences, and so I've been very slow to trust people of this church. And I'm so, so thankful. Um, Just seeing the community at the village 
Um, you need that, and that's something that I've always and have longed for since we moved to Greenville. And um, I don't think I've had that since being at Origins, and just like the group we had was so good. We meshed together really, really well. And there's people in this group I was able to talk to that have the same life experiences as me. Um, and that meant so much. And so just the community in general. I think that was my largest takeaway is that you can't do it by yourself. And um, this community is where it's at. So you're going to make me go after that. <laughs> I don't like to cry in public either. Nobody knows me. <laughs> um, some of y'all know me, but most of you don't. My name is um, Danielle, and this big guy next to Ashley is my husband. Um, <laughs> and I work. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to cry. Here we go. Thanks. <laughs> um, I work with Ashley in Berkeley. And um, so I was highly involved in all the dental stuff that happened this week. Um, but I'll let Ashley talk more about that. Um, this, I've been on many mission trips before, um, but this was the first one I got to do with my husband. I hate you. <laughs> she said in through the nose and out through the mouth because I was struggling on those hills. So now I have to, her voice in my head telling me in through the nose and out through the mouth. Um, so I grew up in church. I went to a Christian school. Um, I've been a believer for a really long time. And then I met Ed about five years ago and he was not on the same journey as me, but that changed about three months ago. So the biggest thing I want to say, kind of what she was talking about origins is I've only been to this church three times. And so I really want to thank Abby and Matthew for even allowing us to go on this trip because we're not faces that show up every Sunday here. Um, but I'm hoping that's going to change. Um, Ed has never been off on a Sunday our entire marriage, and that changed the week before we left to go to Guatemala. So this is only the second time on a Sunday that we've ever been able to go to church together. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm also very grateful for Zach and Kip and Matthew for just being the rock that my husband needed. Um, I said, wife, there's only so much I can do. He really needed some strong um, Christian men in his life. So, Zach, thank you very much um, for having his back. And Kip, oh, gosh, Kip. <laughs> um, you and Ed should never be left alone because y'all are two peas in a pod. <laughs> Um, so there's a lot I can say about the mission trip and the kids and the dental and all that stuff. And, and everybody else is going to have an opportunity to tell you about that. Um, but I really just wanted to say thank you to Origins for accepting us and um, allowing me to go on this crazy journey with my husband that I never thought in a million years I'd ever get to go on. Um, I saw a version of him I've never seen before, and it was absolutely beautiful. And uh, I think we were both really excited to get home and start our new life together, I guess you could say. Um, this was his first trip, and I think it touched him, and I'll let him speak for himself. But I really just wanted to say thank you to everybody for just the opportunity because 
this was a very last minute decision and it was very overwhelming and took place like two weeks after he got saved. And so I'm a little overwhelmed, but in a good way. <laughs> so thank you all so much. Um, and I look forward to getting to know all of you. Um, Berkeley, it's your turn, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Hola. <laughs> My name is Berkeley, if you don't know me. Um. Um, so last night I got home to my two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment um, with hardwood floors, with all furnished and with all my stuff. Um, running water, a toilet that works, and I was thinking in the shower this morning, I was like, the people in Kakapek don't have this. Like, they have dirt floors. They might need to go outside for their spigot shower. Um, they couldn't even flush the toilet paper in the toilet. Um, and how grateful I felt when I got home last night for, you know, all the stuff that I do have. And um, every house visit that I went to, um, so much fun. I loved seeing how they lived and seeing how, what their houses, their living arrangements look like. And every house had like five million people in it. <laughs> like their whole family, their grandma, their aunt, their cousin, their eight kids, mom and dad living in a two room house, um, really really tiny with one bed, maybe a couch. Um, I learned that I need to be more welcoming, um, open my house up more to people. Um, they have little, and like many others said, that they brought out like whole feasts for us when we got there. And they were so gracious for us and so welcoming, um, and you don't find that in the United States that often. You don't find many people that will do that. Um, I really loved playing with all the kids, um, even a smile, even saying, hola, <laughs> made them smile, like, it made their hearts so big, and made them feel so loved. Um, they, they live simple. Like, none of, they all had cell phones, not all of them, but some of them had cell phones, but they weren't like Americans where you see everybody walk around with their phone in their faces. Um, the only time I saw them bring out their cell phone was to take pictures, and they wanted pictures. They wanted all the pictures. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that made me feel so loved that they wanted a picture of me. Um, I mean, I'm a nobody, and they wanted a picture of me. That <laughs> felt me, made me feel so loved. Um, let's see. 
So I would have stayed there 20 minutes longer, whatever, giving all the little kids a hug because that's all they wanted. They wanted to feel loved. Um, Please pray for health for them. Um, Every time we walked into a house, um, everybody asked how we can pray for them, and they have it, like, children with sicknesses and the parents' sicknesses, and they can't go down the street to a hospital. They have to travel maybe an hour or more to see help. And um, just pray that the education comes to them to teach them all about, you know, like dental and health and nutrition. Um, That would be so great because... They don't know, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to stand so I can see everybody because um, this team was unreal this week. And um, my name's Ashley. If you don't know me, I'm a general dentist in Pelzer, South Carolina, and had really signed up for this trip in hopes to just join the, the community of origins and see Kekapek and meet Yozman, the student I sponsor. And about January or so, it was, hey, do you want to do some dental while you're there? And it was, well, I've done that before overseas. I think, I think we can find a way, not knowing um, what to expect. And as a provider, that's really terrifying. <laughs> um, you know, you want to go in knowing and feeling confident in, in what you can do, what you can provide, what you need to pack. And so over the coming months, it was, you know, well, who from my office wants to come? And I think if they all could have come, they would have come. Um, fortunately, Danielle and Ed were able to join us and um, couldn't have done any of it without the two of them. Ed ran our sterilization, so if we didn't have, you know, instruments, like, we are stuck. And he kept us running. And Danielle saw as many as she could as kind of, you know, our hygienist in the office and education was so big because again they have one health post in town they don't do treatment at the health post they do education and you have to go to them to get that education it is not a proactive let me come and you know educate the community on these things that's what FH does in the community through the moms of the community so the first day of dental you know we we showed up Sunday we we set up it was like all right this feels this feels very Like, we've got this for the week. And Monday was the hardest, one of the hardest days of my career. We saw four and five-year-olds with cavities everywhere and infection everywhere. And it was like, well, I'm a general dentist. I am not a pediatric dentist. I felt like God had equipped me for this trip. And all of a sudden, I felt like, I don't know if I got this for this trip. And I, Matthew sent a prayer, Michelle sent a prayer. We prayed as a group. Um, you know, we had to send folks home the first day, and I just felt defeated. And I just thought, I don't know if I can, if I can do this. But we looked to God. Our God is good. Our God is great. And the power of prayer from the church, from our group, um, 
from our translators. I mean, I, it was a traumatic first day, and I didn't know if anybody was going to show up the second day. And, you know, God, God equipped us even better the next day. So if we saw 12 kids the first day, we saw 35 the next day. And it just felt like, all right, God, God's got this. We don't have to worry about what we can do. He's in control. We just have to be obedient. We have to continue to show up. And they showed up. And the, the third day was even better than that. And so it was just, again, asking everyone to just, can you help with this? How do we feel about that? And they all just said, yeah, what can I do? And um, so by the fourth day of dental, it was like, all right, we're like a well-run, like well-old machine. Um, everybody kind of took their places for the morning. And it was just, all right, we're ready for this. Like God has like completely provided um, and just gave us all the, the strength and um, I think courage to, to do exactly what, you know, he had planned all along, even though we felt, you know, in our mortal, you know, unstrength at the time. And um, it, was, it was very powerful. As many trips as I've been on, the, the fact that we got to visit the homes, they welcomed us in their homes, the generosity of these people was very powerful. And then the power of prayer coming from Greenville, coming from Kakapek, from this group, um, is something I've never experienced on the level it felt magnified. It felt like everything that we prayed out loud for came to like a tangible, you know, ex you know, experience. Or um, and it was it was something I've never. I don't know if I'll ever feel that in my own practice because you know we went to set up and um, they're like high fiving us as we're like leaving our like little schoolroom that we set up as our dental clinic. I'm like, man, I don't get high fives when I leave my office. And, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't get hugs from my patients. I don't, I don't pray with my patients after treatment. And Berkeley and I kind of talked that in the U.S., it can almost be offensive for some folks. And it was, it, you just felt it in the, the moms and dads that are there. And the little girls, there's a picture of two little girls holding hands Literally, as one's having teeth out, she, the previous little girl had already had, and they're holding hands because they're best friends. And it was, it was like, Yvette, I don't know if this other little girl needs to be here, but she wanted to be there with her best friend. So the love they have, the joy they have, we have so much to learn from them. Um, and yeah, how that translates to, to here at home, I, I don't know that I fully understand that, but I know God's got it, and um, you know, we're, we're going to be good. So. Yeah, I, I hope to share many more stories because I feel like that's a small piece of it, but um, I can hand it off to Ed. I'm going to try to keep this short, but good morning. Um, I'm going to give you a short version. I prayed about this last night and again this morning. Um, I'm new to all this, and I am very, very grateful for Origins for giving me this opportunity. I grew up hard, little small mining town in Arizona. Poverty, poor, alcoholic uh, stepfather. Um, so I grew up very, very hard. I thought I was normal. I battled life, obstacles. 
every turn I made, there was another obstacle I had to plow through. Been on my own since I was 16. Uh, four months ago, I laid in bed, and I'm just losing my mind. Anxiety, depression has completely taken over my body. Um, for the first time in my life, I asked for forgiveness from God. He came down, and he shook the living crap out of me. <laughs> Jesus chased me down, and... If this is what normal feels like, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> because um, I, I've completely gone in a different direction. But uh, this trip um, reminded me so much of home. Maybe not to the level of what they have and what they don't have, but uh, humbling. I am a father, and I am a good father. Um, I treat my children as best as I possibly can give. I will work myself into the ground for my family, and I have all my life. But the one thing that I'm going to take back from this trip is we visited a family, and you could just tell the kid was not there. He was not there. Mentally, he was not there. Physically, he was not there. Um, and I was thinking about myself because I had no father growing up. My mom was raising three boys on her own, and working three jobs. At seven years old, <laughs> I was cooking and washing clothes. Um, but then we visit Bama's uh, child, and right away you could tell. The kid was full of life. He was full of happiness. And his father wasn't there at the time because he was working. But you could just see the difference. So the thing that I'm going to take back, even knowing that I know I'm a good father, is finding that extra bit of energy that your body lacks after a 14-hour day. Because I drive a transfer truck for a living. So 12, 14 hours a day. But when I pull in the driveway, I've got to take one moment to say to myself, I've got to give the next hour and a half of all of that I have left to my family. Because that's what those children need. And that's what I, my children need. And that's what my wife needs. So Danielle, I love you very much. <laughs> And God bless you. Uh, God just laid this on my heart, actually. Um, Ed, being a new believer, you will struggle. You will steer off the path. But I just want to let you know, you have me, you have Kip, you have Zach, you have Matthew, pretty much any man in this church. You can come to us anytime. Appreciate that. No problem. Um, so I went uh, on the first mission trip in 2019, and um, I, I experienced this pretty much the same as everybody this time. And for this trip, I just wanted to kind of be outside the circle and see how God worked in others and with their... Uh, with their experiences, it brought me so much joy that we can experience the same thing because of God. Um, and for this trip, um, each day we had to take a three-hour round-trip bus to the village, and it allowed me to reflect going there and coming back that I need to reflect more uh, on what he's done, the highs and lows, 
the challenges and how I can be a better Christian um, in my life, for my life. Um, and I woke up twice in the middle of the night just, just taking it all in with this trip and with the 2019 trip, just started bawling my eyes out. Um, just, just thinking of all the experiences I've, I experienced going to Guatemala and seeing everybody else's experiences. Um, but that's one thing I'm going to take away from this trip is just spending more reflection time on how I can get closer to God and have a better walk with Christ. Um, and if a lot of y'all know, this is my uh, son Cooper. I wish I would have experienced some of the things I experienced younger in life. I would, I would have a better outlook on life sooner. But it was, it was a privilege and an honor to be able to go with him uh, so he can experience God in a different life and love and support. But thank you, Matthew and Abby, for putting this together. And... Um, Teaming with FH. FH is just an amazing group of people. Uh, they are truly disciples of God and allow us to become better disciples ourselves. It's just an amazing experience. I hate going after all that because I'm the absolute goofball of this group. And I just really love going on this trip. I was very glad I went with everybody here. It was an absolute amazing group that was just put together. And that first meeting that we had where everybody got together was like, all right, I don't know everybody here. I know maybe half. And I, it's like I know everybody now, and I'm so glad I went on this trip with everybody. It was my first ever mission trip. It was my first time out of the country, too. So it was a different experience, and it was very humbling. Seeing my sponsor child after writing letters to him for, I think, five years, and when he sent me that picture four years ago when he met Edelson and his dad was there and sent me that picture, and it's like, I can't wait to go when I'm ready to go, and it ended up being four years later, but I'm so happy I went. I'm happy I went with my dad. I'm happy I went with everybody here. I don't know what we'd have done with everybody here, with Ashley and Danielle doing the dental work, Taylor being kind of like the pastor for everybody, and <laughs> Kathy was just amazing. I'm very proud of Kathy. She just she walked up those hills. You crushed it. And then Abby putting everything together, and Tina always having a smile on her face, and Ed, I know you grew a lot as a Christian this trip, and I know I did too, and Teresa kind of running around doing dental work and playing with kids and everything, and Berkeley, I know you're running around in the dental room too. One day you're cleaning teeth, I know that you're handing out toothbrushes, and kids. I do have a quote to share with y'all. I got everybody very emotional. 
it was on the plane, and we flew United, so it happened, of course. And the pilot said, because we landed, but we were seeing it for a second, and everybody was standing up on the plane, they wanted to get off, and the pilot said, never in the history of aviation has someone gotten off a plane before the door opened. <laughs> and everybody just started dying laughing. And I knew, that, that's the one quote I'm going to bring home. <laughs> in all seriousness, that's very hard for me, but... Taylor said there was going to be a question at the end of the week. It was going to be, what are you taking home from this trip? And he asked Thursday, our last debrief. I just didn't know. There were so many things I just didn't know I was going to take home. And we were laying there. I was laying in bed that Friday night, and it just popped in my head while I was writing notes and doing devotion. What I'm going to bring home is just all the experiences and all the joy that I have from this trip. All the joy I had blowing bubbles with kids and playing soccer with kids and them chasing me around. And that's, that's what I'm bringing home. And absolutely amazing. And just all the kids, they were amazing. And they got teeth removed with little to no pain relievers or anything. The only thing they had was numbing. And that first day, is, as I said, was hard. I wasn't even in the dental room. I was playing with kids, and I couldn't take it. I stood at that door for about 30 seconds, and I had to leave. I just couldn't. And I think it was that first day, too, we asked two nine-year-olds how old they thought I was. <laughs> One said 35. <laughs> so we're both 35. <laughs> So I'm 35 in khaki pick years. I don't know how that works, but... Yeah, I was so glad to go on this trip with my dad. It was amazing. I, we, I think we grew so much together, and we learned so much about each other, and it was surreal. It just wrapping it up, and It was absolutely amazing. I'm so glad I went, and I know Abby planned this trip, and she was running around dealing with me, Kip, Ed, and... Really? <laughs> yeah. We're a lot, Kip. <laughs> and I don't know if this trip would have gone as smoothly as it went without Abby. She did such a great job, and I'm glad that I just went with everybody here. My name is Tina, and like them, I'm going to try not to cry through the whole thing, but um, there's no words almost. You don't feel like you have adequate words to describe any of it. But for me, it was love, and Jesus, it was Jesus. He was with us through the whole thing. Ashley and I talked about the power we felt the exponential power of y'all's prayers, everyone's prayers, and it was just amazing. And from those liquid brown eyes that you look in, those children's eyes, you, you can't, can't describe that. But they're, the people there are generous, like we said, have nothing, and they're just 
amazing, loving people on Run Real, and they receive that so well, unlike here a lot, as we've said. And first of all, I want to thank this team and Abby, you're amazing. Like I said, you're a wonderful woman of substance, woman of God. Such a blessing to all of us. Um, uh, for me personally, um, like um, Bama, I'd wake up in the night and start crying, and the Holy Spirit was just working like he hasn't in a long, long time. For me, um, I hadn't cried in a long time because of life and things I'd gone through. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. It was cleansing, very cleansing um, for me personally. And the Lord really spoke to me about worship. This is worship, what we're doing, what we're all doing when we're out on the Great Commission and going forth. And we're to go forth and spread the gospel. And that's doing what he said. That's what he told us to do. And to have that experience of feeling that and being the hands and feet is indescribable. And uh, I thought of worship. And in the Greek, in John 4, the Greek meaning of worship is proskinoa, I think is how you say it. And it's Greek. And pros means to pull in. And kuneo means to kiss. So I want you all to understand that when we worship, and we worship in spirit and in truth, and with our whole being, our body, mind, and spirit, we're worshiping and we're pulling him close and we're pulling close to him and kissing the face of God. And that very intimate worship, I pray we all have every day. And as we go into our communities to bring that and to know that we're worshiping God when we're touching everybody and helping everybody and spreading the gospel. Amen. We're to go forth and spread the gospel. And on the 12, I'm all about Jewish and Hebrew stuff. 12 is the government of God and his government, and we had a government of God representing us. These are some of the most wonderful people I've ever known in my life. And I'm with Coop. It's, it's been amazing, and how God knit it together, and just every, it was all synchronized. It was amazing, and it was God. He is an awesome God. Amen. Truly. <laughs> I catch a lot of crap, you know. <laughs> um, most challenging. Um, Taylor had commented, and it's something that we've all heard, but like, stop and just catch the moment. And for me, It was just important. We've said that. That's something that Tina and I have said. But down there, it's just, it's so much more because there's so much in the moment. I mean, um, it segues into how did God grow me? And I feel like you say, see the light. To me, that's the more you submit to God, um, the more he opens your aperture to see. So, this being my second trip. The first one was like, okay, we're here. And it was new, and it's like, this is cool, and, um, and you're touched. But you go back the second time, and Marco and Carlos, two of the Food for the Hungry guys, 
it was so comforting to see them because they were there last time. And to go into the village and to see our work actually acted upon and them progressing and building the relationships with those people and seeing, like, I can't explain the growth that I've seen in our team, um, in the organization and us coming together and building a relationship. Like, I have friends in South America. I mean, I don't know how that happened, but, you know, and you go down there and it's like, when we were doing the dental stuff, um, those two guys and Alfredo, um, just joyous people. They're always happy and they're so willing and we can't communicate language-wise, but they could walk in the room and I could look at a kid, or I could look at them, look at a kid and look at where I wanted them to go and they would put that kid, like we communicated, we overcame the, the barrier of communication and so to see the relationship with us grow with them and know that we are, like they are part of our church now, they're part of our faith family. And back to like Teresa said, I, I couldn't do life without this family. And now the family has grown to Kakiapak, and that just shows me that we as a body of Christ are different people. And it's, it's not held to a boundary of, boundary of downtown Greenville, and like it's, it's whoever is willing to say, I mean, to me, this weekend, or this week happened, and the things that we were allowed to do for them is because a whole lot of people said yes. When they were called, and I'm so privileged to be around so many people that have said yes. And, and made the difference to be authentic Christians that really care. So to bring all of that around, I mean, it's just like I truly feel that I've grown. And, and I know that because I see people now growing how I have grown, Ed. So... I think if I was surprised about something when we went down there is what they had accomplished because it's kind of like you look at them as how could they get this done with I mean they have very I mean they break rocks by hand carry them to where the thing I like and to go back and just three years later I mean they can't get the Roper Mountain Road extension done. It's been five years, you know? It's like, seriously. But these people, like, in the time that we left, I was just astounded in what they had accomplished. And they have so much hope and so much... It's just so... No, it's, it is a miracle. Um, one of the things that struck me the most is Amalia... Um, our leader, or our liaison down there, had said, be aware when you re-entry. And, and that's a thing. Like, you come back, and I have very little room to hear somebody complain about what they have. You know, it's like, and I don't know, we're getting ready, hopefully, God willing, to buy a piece of property and build a house, and as of now, I don't want much. I just, I just want what he intends me to have. And 
I want him and everybody to know that it'll be yours to use. And I mean, that's the community that we lack that they have there. Like they will get out of their way for each other. And I know that the majority of the people in this room, if not all, are the same. So I, I, I love you all and I thank you for, for being with us in this. How about that? <laughs> oh, okay, first of all, I hate microphones. <laughs> um, I got to go for a second time, which was amazing. I second-guessed going again, getting a little older, wasn't sure if I could do it. Babby encouraged me. Um, I'm so glad I did. And my, my feelings, I have a lot going on, and I didn't make any notes because I couldn't put it on paper. But um, the main thing for me is that, like, I saw kind of what Kip was saying. When the first time I went, it was all so new, and it was so hard to absorb. And the second time, like, now I, I'm the probably oldest person here that comes to Origins regularly, and I, I felt like this grandma just slipping into Kakapek, like, I'm back, where, where are my kids, come on, and they, and they came, and I recognized faces, and even more than that, there were several women who came up, and they hugged me, and they said, Katy, Katy, and I was like, oh my gosh, they remember me, whether it be for good or bad reasons, <laughs> um, reputation, but um, it, it was, I just felt like, I just, come back to a neighborhood that, you know, like Mr. Rogers, I'm supposed to be here. And my, I cried a bazillion tears. I think I'm pretty dehydrated today. Um, it started with uh, Abby handed me a letter from Haley Pope, who's, my gusher went off the deep end then. Um, but I, I was just so thankful to be there, and so this team, uh, they had my back the whole time. I didn't have to worry about falling down the hill or getting up the hill or, you know, when I couldn't find my crap. And Abby had me stay in the room with her. I'm pretty sure there was reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Um, going back to Hector's house, my sponsor child, um, Hector isn't, isn't wanting to go to school, um, which made me very sad. I was disappointed. Um, they have a very tough life. They don't, they're one of the homes that they have very little. Um, and they have the dirt floor, and they have like a one bed in the, what we would call a living room. And the mom was so, she was so desperate to, for prayer and for support for Hector to stay in school because she wants so much more for him than she has. She doesn't read and she doesn't write and and Hector feels torn. He, he's 13 now. He's a young man and I think his father kind of wants him to work and so he's, and he, he's behind in school so he's discouraged. So I would ask for y'all to pray, you know, for Hector and his family because if he drops out of the school he I can't sponsor him anymore you know that'll be the end of, of the program for him and uh, and all the everybody in Kakapeg um, but I my heart was so full when the mom pointed out on their wall that has one picture I'm it's my picture 
keep that in the <laughs> And it was just like, oh my gosh. And not only am I walking past my refrigerator every day looking at Hector, but I'm in their home on their wall. And I'm, I'm part of their family. And um, also, I got to brush some teeth. And I was so, like, in my element with, like, say, ah. I was, like, grand, I felt like I was just pushing through some grandkids, brushing some teeth, you know. And, yeah, like, okay. And then, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, no, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed that for whatever reason. I just felt so, I mean, I'm not, you know, dentist, hygienist, whatever, but. Man, I can brush some teeth. So, <laughs> so I'll just continue to pray for them and um, thank you for all your support. Thank you. Taylor, I did not know that you snuck off <laughs> until just now. I didn't I know. Apparently, I don't think I did. There's no telling. Um, yeah. Um, Cooper and Tina, thank you for those kind words. Um, as Kathy was saying, um, well, let me back up and tell you that um, the team did talk about the progress that the community has made. Um, when we got there, um, Bama, Kip, Kathy, and I went in 2019 with another team, but the four of us, we were just astounded at how much progress they had made in so many new houses and they built a new elementary school which we had no idea a two-story which I mean it's four classrooms but um, and that's where we did the dental work um, so now they have the middle school down the mountain and um, like they are making progress and putting work into their community and they have so much pride in what they have and and they're invested and they have goals that they told us about in 2019 and they're like meeting those goals you know and it's like oh this wasn't like something that you just made up and presented to us in 2019 like it's real um, and um, it was just so encouraging to see and how much food for the hungry is on the ground there and encouraging them and pushing them towards them and helping them and, and doing what they can um, in that partnership. Um, um, they value our partnership, our church's partnership. They know that you sponsor a child, um, but they also know that our church um, is with them and that we love them and that we talk about them and that we uh, pray for them and value them and they value us so much. Uh, when we would go into a sponsor child home or we had a group visit with some of the um, sponsor childs as well, um, but uh, we would give them a, a family picture of us so that they could hang them on the wall or whatever, and they would just look at it, and those moms would snatch it away from the kid and just pull it into their chest, because they, you know, and they would just hold it and look at it, and they value you so much. And when you write letters to them, Ashley's sponsor child brought out all her letters that she had written, 
you know, and they keep those, and they um, are so thankful for what you do for them. Um, even if it's, you know, our part is prayer and encouraging, and that is what they need, and that they feel that, and um, they are so thankful for that. Um, on the last day where we stayed last time, um, the principal of the school, they invited us back into their home for like a farewell lunch, and it was just so comfortable to be there. It was like, ah, oh, we're home. It was so nice. Um, but I um, took a picture of our kids back there, and I laminated it, and um, it was a, a group picture of all the kids at Origins, and I put the picture of all their kids up on the screen back there, and so took a picture of all the two groups together. Get it? Can you picture it in your mind? Um, okay. So, um, but I presented it to the community leader, kind of like their mayor in essence. Um, and they're, they're, he was just so thankful. He wanted to take a picture with me, with the picture. And I'm like, it's like a big presentation. Um, they're, um, their medical center that we helped break ground on in 2019 um, they're expanding that, so they invited us up there and um, to lay a rock on the new foundation. So we had a, a presentation on that. And um, so my encouragement in, to you is to continue participating in that and, um, and supporting and praying for them. Um, something that personally that um, I experience as well, um, kind of what Bama was talking about, um, gratefulness for, um, like Monday, as Ashley was sharing, it was hard. Um, the dental was hard, and then, um, and being a part of that was tough. And those little brown eyes would just lock on you and, like, help me. Um, and we would pause and pray, um, as Ashley was saying. Um, just the evidence of an answered prayer was so real. Um, you know, and it would get to a point where you're like, Lord, I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what to pray for. And you know that the Holy Spirit goes on your behalf. And, um, and in that moment of assisting Ashley and I'm catching spit and blood and potential throw up at times and you're like, what's happening? And, um, but you're, like, I had a moment of looking around, and everybody's in their place, and everybody found a place to be, and I didn't have to say, you go do this, and you go do that, and you go play with the kids, and you blow bubbles until you're going to pass out, and, and you stand at the door and be our bouncer, and don't let anybody in, but let this person in, but not this person in, and um, I was just, like, it all, it all came together for me. Um, of months of planning, and I love doing this, um, and I'm so thankful. This is like my dream, 
And in that moment, I was just, thank you, team, for being there. Um, and thank you, Lord, that I get to experience this. Thank you, Origins, that you allow me to. Um, it just, it means a lot. Um, and then, you know, at, at night, we're, um, we debriefed every night, and, and some people haven't, questioning what is their spot what is their place but um and I posted this on the the origins that's not running everywhere um okay Uh what is that all right so this is first corinthians 12 for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body Though many are one body, so it is with Christ. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If we were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. But God has... um, But God has so composed the body, giving great honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And, um, you know, it, I was just so proud of our team. You know, Ashley and Danielle, they're being the rock stars cleaning, pulling teeth, doing what they can. That's their job, right? But everybody found their place of what they're good at, and they did it, and they did it well. And if they didn't like it, they found a different spot. And, um, and you know, like, how you kind of work yourself out of a job sometime? Like, I just looked at them. I was like, I'm so proud of them. Like, they're doing it, and they're doing it well, and they're listening um, to what the Lord is saying and, and just seeing God's faithfulness in that um, was good for me. Um, the pastor on Sunday, when we were able to, to worship with them, um, and he said, thank you for taking us into account. And, you know, that just, that was heavy for me, like thinking about how this all came together. Another pastor presenting FH to Matthew, and Matthew going to a meeting, and Matthew going to Peru, and like, oh, which village are we going to, like the whole process. And then saying, thank you for taking us to account. They value you. They value our partnership. Um, Romans. 1, 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Bama shared his story of this first mission trip in 2019, and that encouraged Ashley 
to sponsor a child and encouraged Ashley to go on this trip. His faithfulness produced her faithfulness. And what does that produce for you? So where, um, you know, the faithfulness of this whole team, faith perpetuates faith. So what does that leave for you? You know, what is your response? Continue praying for your child, writing to your child, encouraging them, speaking the truth and gospel over them. Um, if you don't sponsor a child, there's some back there. If you can't, that's okay. Um, and, you know, pray for this village and, and do what you can in other ways. But um, I do thank you for allowing us to go, those who gave financially, those who've prayed for us. I know Becky's not here, but thank you for those prayer partners, all of you who sent letters. Those were very kind and sweet and, and needed. Um, and the texts along the way. Thank you guys so much for um, supporting us in that. And, um, and we love you guys. Um, man, yeah, that's just, that's awesome. I was like holding back tears hearing, hearing all of your guys' stories. Um, one thing I was, I was thinking through is, uh, everything that God is doing in, in Guatemala, um, everything that he is doing in the part of our team this past week, um, that he's doing in other parts of the world, um, man, he's, he's doing here and he's doing in, in, in the life of our church as well. And, uh, maybe some of you in here are thinking, uh, where, where do I fit in? Where, where do I fit into to origins or to the life of the church in general? And uh, I don't know if it was if, if it was Kathy or Kip or um, whoever whoever said it was clung to my heart. Um, trying to figure out what what place do I have here? Like what what is it that you could possibly do in me? Uh, man, maybe some of us are asking that here, and uh, God wants to do everything. In anything in your heart, um, not just for for yourself, but for our city, for the people of God. Whether that's here specifically at Origins or in, in other parts of the city, we have a place in God's story and for His mission to proclaim the gospel to those who do not know Him, to to serve the the needs of the people. And this is just a great representation of you guys doing that. So, um, another thing too is. Uh, if you guys have the chance, like approach approach our team here and just ask them. Like I'm, I'm sure you guys are gonna be processing a lot of a lot of stuff, and um, it, it would be awesome to take them out to coffee or have lunch and just ask them, you know, about their experiences and, and help them as they debrief. And also, too, God has equipped them and everything that they have been able to do and and learn and grow in Guatemala uh, to come back and help equip us as the church here to be faithful. Um, to Christ as, as we live um, these things out. And so I want to encourage you guys in that as well. Um, but with that, just a, a few announcements heading into the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to end today just uh, praying over, over our team and over our church. Um, first, baptism is coming up in a few weeks on Easter, so not next Sunday, but the Sunday after. And I say that because I last week I didn't know when Easter was. And so um, but yes, coming up, Easter baptism on the 9th. Uh, Mr. Nolan Blair is going to be uh, getting baptized, and uh, super excited for this. And man, if there's anyone else in here, and 
you're, you're a believer in Christ, you have professed Jesus, but maybe you have never been uh, baptized publicly in front of a church family, and you call us home, and man, you want to profess your relationship with Jesus, and you profess uh, that, you know, that uh, you, you were once dead in your sin, but Jesus has redeemed you from the grave, and uh, now the Holy Spirit lives in you, and you are no longer an enemy of God, but you are a partner and a son of God or a daughter of God. And you want to share that with us? Man, we, we would love to talk with you through, through baptism. What that means is our public profession, not just to the world or to God, but to one another as a church as we walk together in our relationship with Jesus. If you're interested or you just want to ask questions, feel free to uh, you know, speak with Matthew, myself, Andrew, Neil, any of our leaders here. Um, we'd be happy to talk with you about that. Second is uh, first Sunday breakfast. I did that in reverse order. Second is uh, first Sunday breakfast next week. That is something awesome to look forward to. Bring carbs. Trey said bring protein. And bring something green because we need that to help move everything around. And so make sure you bring that as well. And then as you see on the 23rd of April, uh, David and Sarah Bonner's baby shower um, coming up. I don't know the specific details on that, but... Um, Get involved. Ask how you can be a part of that and uh, how you can give and, and serve them well during this season. And so, oh, here you guys are right here. I'm like looking out over here. And here. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we will dismiss for the week. God, uh, we just thank you for, for how great you are. I know, I know it's so easy for us to say those words and kind of repeat them and uh, go numb in our hearts, Lord. Hope our hearts not be numb to how great you are. Help our hearts see you for who you are and what the scriptures teach about who you are and how you love us so much that you sent your only son to give his life so that we would no longer be um, under your wrath, but God, we would be free through your salvation, that we have eternal life in your son Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for this family that you have blessed uh, all of us with, that we get to minister not only to uh, those in our city or those in Guatemala, but we get to minister to one another. And times like this, God, are just true, pure worship, and we thank you for that. Lord, I, I pray for our team who is in Guatemala this past week that you would uh, just be gentle with them, help them debrief, help them um, you know, process and make sense of the things that you've been able to allow them to experience. And uh, Lord, may, may all of us be impacted in such a way where our hearts just burn for those in need around us, that we don't have to look super far to see that there is a need in front of us, and we get to serve, and we get to love, and we get to proclaim the gospel to those who are near to us and far to us. And uh, God, the, the hero of this story is you. You are the one working in every bit and part of this world, and uh, we just, we thank you. Come quickly. Um, but until that day, Lord, may we be faithful to the mission that you have given us the responsibility to partake in. We love you, Jesus. We praise you in your name. Amen. You guys have a great week.